This is Jerry Bingham, host of Hush Loudly podcast on WGN Plus. I see trees of green, red roses too. Sort of sparked the idea for me of how to incorporate my introversion into a travel business that for me felt right. What a wonderful world. Hi, this is Jacob Merrick from Introvert Travels, and you're listening to Hush Loudly on WGN. I see skies of blue and clouds of white. Hi, welcome to Hush Loudly. I'm your host, Jerry Bingham, and I want to talk today about travel. I absolutely love travel and am always trying to get on a plane and go somewhere. I don't know if that's an introvert thing. I don't know if it's an extrovert thing, but I was so excited to hear about Introvert Travels, which is the only travel agency for introverts, including nature nerds, bookworms, my friends, foodie fanatics, history buffs, and other travel nerds who are simply curious about the world in which we live. I got that from Jacob's website. So I'd like to introduce and welcome you to Jacob Merrick, the founder of Introvert Travels. Welcome to the show, Jacob. Hey, Jerry. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You know, this is such an interesting idea. I told you when we talked, I'm so excited about it. Can you tell us how did all of this start for you? What led you to where you are today with this agency? So, um, well, I originally started working in the travel industry, working in travel representation. So I worked with government tourist boards like the Kenya Tourist Board to do their marketing here in the U.S. And I worked with private tour operators, such as uh, one in Patagonia in Argentina. So I think that was kind of how I got into the travel industry, but I already had the travel bug. And then took a little detour in finance for about four years and was actually in Capitol Reef National Park in southern Utah after a conference in Vegas. And being on that solo hike after a grueling travel conference sort of sparked the idea for me of how to incorporate my introversion into a travel business that for me felt right and would allow me to not only travel personally, but also to help other people who are introverted as well, be able to kind of have similar experiences or to be able to see the world. And so that was kind of where the seed of the idea for introvert travel started. I I love that. You know, there's so many misconceptions about us introverts and people may not recognize or realize, even understand that we have an adventurous spirit. I mean, I think many of us do. And travel is a part of that. Many believe that we're, you know, quiet, shy and and probably homebodies, which I am a homebody and, and loners and all of these things. But I love going on group trips, but it has to be the right group. I like to go on girlfriend trips, but it has to be the right girlfriends. You know, I have all of these little extra things. It has to be this. It has to be that. But how did you come to realize that introverts even have different travel wants and needs? Well, that's a good question. I um, <laughs> I think that oftentimes people box us in with being solo travelers and being alone all the time. And I don't think that's necessarily true of all introverts. Right. Certainly, there's a style of travel that people enjoy. 
you know, that's, that's certainly one type of travel. But as an introvert, I myself identify as a social introvert. That's how I describe myself. And that's kind of who I tend to attract with introvert travels. I think that the types of experiences that I do kind of lend themselves well to moving at a slower but more thoughtful pace and to be surrounded by other like-minded people as well. Whether you're alone, but it could also be with close family or friends or a small group of like-minded strangers who are maybe new travel buddies. It doesn't always have to be alone. I think mm-hmm. that you know introversion and travel lend themselves quite well to each other. Mm-hmm. It's funny how my friend and I, the introvert, because I have one friend who's an introvert, we travel well together, and I have one friend who's an extreme extrovert, and we travel well together, and I enjoy myself with both, but our experiences are different, and it's with my introvert friend, we do break off, and we do our own thing, but then we come together at night, or we hang out in the morning. We always have our own separate rooms, because we need our own space, and it just works out. Mm -hmm. so well and so Mm -hmm. I'm wondering what kinds of requests do you get like what is it that the introverts want for their travel experiences Uh, generally people come to me and they're looking for unique experiences or authentic experiences and I know those terms kind of get tossed around quite a bit these days but they want to have local guides they want to be able to mm -hmm. ask questions of local artists Mm -hmm. and so when i say it's local or authentic those are the types of experiences that people come to me looking for if i have the right contacts that can make that type of experience happen or plan an experience that's better than what they could do on their own people Mm -hmm. tend to come looking for something that might be a little bit heady or um, intellectual. So one of my clients is actually a former scientist and received the Presidential Medal of Science from Ronald Reagan. And so these are really curious, really intellectual travelers oftentimes, and they're just looking for something that's very specific or really customized to their unique curiosities or nerdiness or whatever the case might be um, and looking for those unique kind of experiences. And I would imagine like history too might be. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. People are interested in galleries or museums, Mm -hmm. food. A lot of people are looking for either well-known chefs or places that are famous for this specific type of food or this particular cocktail or, you know, food factors into travel for a lot of people. It just also lends itself very well to travel. People come looking for nature and solitude, looking to see see wildlife and, and all that sort of nature nerdy stuff. <laughs> and what about like jumping out of planes or climbing to the top of Mount Everest? Do you get any requests like that from introverts? So far to, the, to date, no. <laughs> I haven't had anybody <laughs> requesting any of those like ultra extreme <laughs> trips. I mean... <laughs> Okay, That's a good well. question. I don't, I wouldn't, personally, I wouldn't even know where to begin with that. And I would probably just have to make a referral to one of my colleagues who yeah. would specialize in extreme travel yeah. because yeah. I'm like more down with the, we'll say soft adventure. I love that soft adventure. What about yeah. things like skiing and cruises, uh, beaches, or do you get any requests Those about? we can do, for uh-huh. sure. And That's a great question, too, because I think people have this misconception of what it means to have a beach vacation or something like that, where 
you know, you might automatically think of the beaches of Cancun, which can be loud and crowded. But having a an introverted travel advisor being able to recommend maybe a more secluded beach on the western part of Mexico mm. and make recommendations of, you know, the best places to get food when you're in these small towns and how do you get from point A to point B. So, you know, those are good options for people who are looking maybe for the flip side of those Mm -hmm. other types of experiences and Mm -hmm. same going for cruises as well it doesn't have to be those giant ships with five thousand rooms Mm -hmm. basically just floating casinos on the sea Mm -hmm. (laughs) maybe not floating casinos but just floating floating ships on the sea Mm -hmm. and uh, instead maybe doing like a small cruise where there's maybe only 16 cabins Mm -hmm. 25 cabins where um, you can go further in for maybe like the Chilean fjords or Norwegian fjords or in the Galapagos Islands. Small ship cruising, river cruising can be popular options for people who might be a little bit more introverted introverted, and want to have smaller cabins or smaller, more intimate group sizes. Mm-hmm. Do you find that your clients are seeking more international trips or or here in the United States? What do you see most? Mostly the international travel is what people come to me for. I think mm-hmm. especially if they are U.S. citizens and they're looking to travel domestically, generally people feel pretty comfortable to book those trips on their own, and they can find some pretty good deals online. Um, but I don't really put myself into the same category as, say, an Expedia or a Travelocity. So what I, what people come to Introvert Travels for and where I can help them is planning these international trips. So mm-hmm. people tend to come to me to plan trips for places like Machu Picchu or... African safaris, the Galapagos Islands, those types of maybe bucket list trips or trips of a lifetime. <laughs> okay, awesome. So, Jacob, uh, when did you know you were an introvert? And you mentioned social introvert. What do you mean by that? Yeah, well, I, I guess I've in some way or another always known that I was an introvert. You know, even from a young age, I was more apt to be in the garden or playing piano or reading than, Mm -hmm. you know, playing sports and being out with friends. So I guess maybe I've always known whether I could identify what the term was or not. But I actually remember when I was maybe 10 or 12 years old, I went to hang out with my best friend and uh, (laughs) actually had my mom. I told her, I was like, all right, well, you have to call me in a couple hours and tell me that I have to come home. (laughs) I have an excuse that I have to come home. So... (laughs) total introvert i think i've always been an introvert mm-hmm. yeah that, that that's cool that's a fun little story so let's ask about this how often do you travel i travel about half of the year actually um plus a little bit of domestic travel here during the summertime so i'm actually based in sioux falls south dakota um when i'm here in the u.s about half of the year and then once the weather turns nasty i have to get out of town Plus, it's just kind of a fun way for me to to get out, to see the world, mm-hmm. build my business remotely. So I'm able to travel basically from, you know, around November, December, January until April, May, once the weather starts to get nicer again and I can plant a garden. <laughs> mm-hmm. So having that time to have an adventure, have a really cool experience, but also to get to know my suppliers to get to know the destinations themselves, make friends, and have something to look forward to each year. Um, I think it's just a really kind of unique lifestyle that maybe isn't for everybody. It's a mm-hmm. little bit non-traditional, but mm-hmm. to be able to travel half of the year has been just a real joy of my life personally. 
I bet. So, you know, my next question is your top travel destinations and why as an introvert? Ooh, uh, <laughs> there are so many places that I love for different reasons. Um, as an introvert, I mean, just three off the top of my head would be probably the Galapagos Islands. Part of Ecuador has been my all-time favorite place. Mm. It's really like getting two trips for the price of one. You have the land trips and you're seeing birds and you're looking up at the sky and you're seeing all these crazy tortoises in the Galapagos Islands. And then the other half of the trip is basically underwater. So there's Mm -hmm. corals, there's sharks, fish. I mean, it's just another side of a safari underwater. And also just a land safari in in Africa. So Kenya is one of my all-time favorite places. Like I mentioned earlier, I had once worked for the Kenya Tourist Board. So for me, Kenya holds a special place in my heart for safaris. That type of experience to me is just a really beautiful way to see <laughs> to see the circle of life, basically. Mm-hmm. It's like the Lion King come true. Mm-hmm. When do you go to Kenya? What time of year is the best time to do a, an African safari? So that is a question that can be answered in a couple of ways. Like the best time of year to travel is during the Great Migration, mm-hmm. which happens usually in uh, June, July, August. But you can also go during the low season if you have a little bit more sense of adventure, because sometimes, you know, if you get stuck during the rains, you can be stuck in the mud and have to get pushed out in your safari vehicle, which is not scary. It's the sense of adventure as well. Hmm. But in addition to being lower priced, you can actually have a lot more space to yourself if you go on the low seasons. Hmm. So you and I were kind of chatting before about traveling during the low season to be able to um, have fewer tourists and to be around fewer people and have the opportunity to see the places in a little bit more solitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for finally for the third place, I'd probably recommend Mexico. I just spent several months in Oaxaca, which is in the Southern part of Mexico. The food is amazing. It's affordable. The weather is gorgeous. You know, basically our winter in North America gets beautiful in Oaxaca. There are, well-known for Dia de los Muertos as well, the Day of the Dead. So being able to go there is when in um, late October, early November, the weather starts to get really fantastic. And the lifestyle down there is just, it lends itself. It's very comfortable. It's very comfortable to walk around. Um, so I just enjoyed my time in Oaxaca. And before we wrap up, I want you to tell us a little bit about how to find you, how to find your website. But I have one last question, and it's about, say I'm a curious traveler. I have no idea where I want to go. What what do I do? I mean, could you help me figure out just based on some questions, or, or how does that work? Sure. Um, well, I usually, when I'm working with clients to kind of narrow down where they would like to go, I have them answer a series of questions just basically to help me get to understand where or what types of experiences that they're looking for. So if they're looking for nature or culture or history, obviously we're going to make recommendations that are different for um, if you're looking for a food-oriented trip versus more of an active safari or something like that. I want to learn what their favorite travel experiences have been in the past or what their least favorite travel experiences have been. Mm -hmm. And so I can kind of make recommendations, you know, places that Mm -hmm. might be a little bit more remote, off the beaten path. So taking into consideration those types of criteria, 
So I guess you get to know your clients, and and that's how you figure out based on their past experiences, what they love, what they didn't love. So that sounds great. So tell us about your website. Where can people find you? Sure. You can visit introverttravels.com. And there I have my blog, links to my Instagram and Facebook, which is where I like to share photos, videos, um, even clients when they're traveling. I love to be able to share where they're, where in the world my, uh, my introvert travel oh. buddies are. That's nice. Nice. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time and all of this good information. And I'm sure we'll be talking to you again soon. Or we'll be seeing you soon on a trip. Yes, thank you so much, Jerry. I look forward to it. What a wonderful 